Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna memorize Toke's, Toad's folk song. Oh my god! But I got, but I have a great handshake though. Because at the end of the last episode, Seb, you did this. You went, ba da bum ba da ba ba. Right. So I was thinking we start this episode. You do it again, and then it'll be like the episode never ended. Or I should continue from that the end of that song, you know. Right. Um, I think you ba, actually ba. did continue a little bit. You went ba 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 da, and then you kind of trailed off. But right. you could start wherever you want. I guess we'll just. Can I look up like the lyrics to Toad's folk song? Well, can you just do this first, and then it'll be like, then well, it's like we never ended the other episode, and we're going into. The okay, next so one. you'd start right as soon as I start singing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'd start like when you start singing. So all this stuff I'm saying, we're saying right now, like, you know, if I remember to cut it, we'll cut it. So you can say whatever you want right now. You can say whatever you want right now. No one's ever going to hear it. So just say it. Um, ice cream <laughs> mm-hmm. should not be served to those who own hats. Wow, I mean, controversial, controversial. Uh, but a good thing no one's ever going to hear you say that. Okay, yeah, because so it wasn't funny. Now... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it took me so long funny. to think of that. <laughs> to think of something that wasn't funny. <laughs> hey, I thought it was funny. I thought I you were going to say that ice cream, take. that you should bite ice cream with your teeth. That's what I thought you were going to say. That is funny. Nah, that's just scary. That's just weird. I stand by it. You know what one of my biggest fears is? I don't know if I've told you all this before. Mm. Like, we're just one of the things that, like, makes me, like, so viscerally, like, like, I can't look at it. I can't think about it. But I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. Is when people bite towels or cloth. Like, when I actually see the teeth on the, like. Why? uh, Can you not? uh, Do you not like watching, like, babies, like, chewing on stuff then? No, I Is hate it, it so thing? much. I hate it so much. Maybe. I don't know. Or like Something, texture. It's just, what if it's like... Yeah, it's like it sends a shivers down my but, spine. Oh, my God. But like, what if it's like a baby who doesn't have teeth and they're just like gumming on a towel? Does that change it? That's slightly better. Having it just <laughs> in your mouth is slightly better. But because it is mostly the teeth on it, like the biting. But it's still not... I still don't like it. Adam, I can't dunk on you for this one because... I hate Velcro. Ever since I was a kid, I hate the sound really? of Velcro. Really? I get that. I, I hate the sound so much. I hate touching it. And it wow. was especially hard because I was really stupid and I couldn't tie my shoes. <laughs> that doesn't make you stupid. Did you get the so I was Did you ever get the shoes with like the turny mechanism? I wish. I don't know if that technology was even available to me. I don't even know what you're talking about. They're like shoes. <laughs> it's like what's on ever... ski boots where it's like a wire. But you just twist a knob and it tightens the wire. Right. I wish. You ever get Crocs? Eventually, yeah. But I think I had learned to tie my shoes by then. That's interesting. I kind of like Velcro. I have shoes now that have Velcro. Mm. Keep but, them away uh, from me. I'll keep them away from you. Nara, you got anything like this? Any materials or 
or textures, I They're guess. Like or... definitely, like I hate. I don't like styrofoam. Like the sound of styrofoam. Mm, like you know when you have a styrofoam wow. cup okay. and then you get a straw, or like even a straw in like a couplet, it makes a squeaky noise. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I can see that. I don't that. like that. I, I that. don't like. Like I don't like the sound of like cutting styrofoam either. Like with a knife, that because it makes a similar squeaky noise. Yeah. Um, but I can deal with like looking at it. I don't like see it and it like reminds me of that sound or anything. <laughs> right. Um <laughs> that makes sense. Well, but I wanna be clear. I can look at I can look at a towel. <laughs> I <Sorry>. know. <laughs> but Seb was saying that he I just was trying to time like, that. Yeah, right. Seb Seb was the one yeah, Seb you hate even looking at Velcro, eh? Um, or you like hate Velcro on multiple sensory levels. I hate the idea of like touching it and it's going in between my finger and my fingernails, which I feel the same about styrofoam cups. Like the idea that oh, it's like yeah. squeaky and like I don't like. Do you not that, like the like like, like nail brushes? Then like, do you not like scrubbing your nails with a nail brush? Um, that feels different somehow. Because it's like made specifically for your nails, maybe. It's yeah. Right. I don't know. True. Okay. Well, if you want to, if you want to do the the song now, because no one is ever going to hear any of that, I just got to remember to cut it, and I'll cut. I'll just cut it. Okay. I always remember to cut stuff. So. Yeah, That's yeah. Good. Everything always ends up getting cut. So. It's yeah. Nothing ever stays. As evidenced by the fact that our last episode was two hours and forty minutes. Right. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, hmm, hmm. Maybe I won't listen. <laughs> and you're to that one of the today. hosts. <laughs> I saw that, and I was like, yes. Thank you. I am going to listen to this immediately. Dunna, dunna, dunna. That's dunna, the cave dunna, one. Yeah, that that one I love. <laughs> yeah, it's a that good one's one. kind of scary. It's like dunna, 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 and you're like, ooh, I'm in a cave, <laughs> and then it's like dunna, 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 and you're like, ooh, I'm in a cave, <laughs> and then it's like dun 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 dun, and then a ghost gets you. So that's scary. Yeah. Did you memorize the Toad song? You said you were going to. I'm that, looking up the time, lyrics. It's by a. It's by a musician the guy who plays in mojo <laughs> i thought it was by a toad <laughs> toad music mojo, mojo nixon mojo nixon yeah i was listening to a podcast and they talked about him okay you ready wow of course and got no water anywhere food's bad so is the air got no resources in a great big stupor all because of the evil king koopa I could not <laughs> confirm nor deny that that was the tune. <laughs> it sounds right. It's a, yeah. Prob- well, I mean, I just saw the movie sounds- once. Yeah. Uh, welcome to uh, another episode of Is It Whack? Uh, <laughs> this is a movie podcast. Where we talk about movies and debate their whackness. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Adam. How did I do? in that intro funke usually does it i was trying to remember all the stuff funke says i think that's good i think that's amazing okay. beautiful 
Thank you. And the two, my two co-hosts that just said that, one of them is Nara. That's me. I'm not Seb. And the other of them is Sebi. It's a me. <laughs> I am Seb. Sebio. <laughs> did they say it's? He never said it's a me, Mario. Right? No, that would yeah. that would be silly. No, but they did say <laughs> multiple times. They mentioned how many Marios were there. <laughs> I think that happened twice. Oh yeah, that's such a that's a great line. I'm Luigi Mario, and this is my brother Mario Mario. So how many Marios are there? There's three between the two of us. It's <laughs> great. Okay, you don't like it? That's hilarious. Is that, is that a that's a great line? That's a great that's a great wordplay. Yes, it's a great line. Tell me how many okay. truly great great lines there are in this film. Countless. I think there are. <laughs> Truly great moments, but I cannot remember any lines specifically. Countless. There's countless great ones. Hmm. Uh, we're in the midst of a mini series <laughs> called Whack in the Box, where we're talking about game or movies that are about games or toys or based on games or toys. We've done a bunch of movies already, and now we've reached Super Mario Bros. Uh, the uh, 1993 flick, Super Mario Bros. You could say a classic. How do you guys feel about that? Oh, I would. I feel. I, w- I will. A classic. <laughs> uh, I feel like <laughs> I watched this movie and I, I was kind of confused at times, but I did thoroughly enjoy it. You were kind of confused at times. Yeah, there were just Hell times yeah. where I was like, wait, was this actually licensed by Nintendo? Or was this just like some other people were like, eh, maybe we can make a movie out of this. And it was just like a third party movie. Um, and then there was just like <laughs> a single like product placement of Reebok logo. And I was like, huh. Yeah, it was bizarre. <laughs> that's the only sponsor they have? Interest. Oh, no, there's also like the Evian water. Um, they're two- oh, yeah. They're and the Reebok sponsors. logo sponsorship was on, was on the Babom's shoe, wasn't it? It wasn't even on the like Bob-Bom. the cool, yeah, the Babom. That's what I said. Yeah, it wasn't even on the boots. Right? But it was. There was like the cool boots that do cool stuff. You would think Reebok would want to slap their logo on that, but you know, yeah, that would make more put it sense. On, put it on the Babom. How's your connection? My connection to Adam is really bad. My connection to Adam is questionable sorry let me uh let me i'll be right back one second he's fully frozen for me now yeah now i just hear his voice coming in and out you're so a little frozy i'm a little frozen oh you're too bad no you're just you're you're good now yeah i I can see i can see both of you better i just switched uh routers so hopefully this is better yeah i think it was just because you first appeared and then there was a slight lag Right. Mm-hmm. Did you hear what I was saying about uh, Reebok, though? Um, I heard how you're saying it would be so much better if they were on the cool boots than on the little bottom of the feet of the Bob-omb. Well, you would just think that Reebok would want to put their their logo on the coolest shoes in the film. Like not on Back some, to the Future? 
Yeah, like in Back to the Future. Although I guess it's like then it might, you know, people, it's like false advertising because Reebok didn't really have that technology, you know. <laughs> they weren't really putting out those shoes, so. That's yeah, so but Nike didn't have the self-lacing. I know, and I hold it against them to this day. You know what? Right. I think Seb would have enjoyed that because no <laughs> Velcro and no tying your laces. I love all the shoes in this movie. Not any Velcro in sight. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, was it? Was this the first time both of you had seen this? Yes. Though I'm ashamed <laughs> to say, I'm only saying this because you're also here, Adam. I've seen the nostalgia critic of this movie, oh. and I remembered some of it. Wow, what did the nostalgia critic have to say? Uh, I don't know. I was just making fun of it. I remembered I had a like vivid flashback when Dennis Hopper went monkey. Monkey. I, I feel like you'd play that a lot on nostalgia critic. See, I've never seen this movie, but I knew about the monkey scene from Luca D'Andrea's uh, letterbox review where he linked monkey. <laughs> 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 so that I was looking forward to that throughout the entire film, and it's I thought a great there delivery. Would... I thought there would be more sort of like context and then payoff after. Like there's a couple of lines missing on either side, but it truly is just <laughs> monkey. It feels like there's a couple of lines missing on either side of every line in this movie. <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you tearing down this movie already? This <laughs> movie rules. Every episode. <laughs> the movie does rule. I don't know if it's a Thank good movie, you, Nara. but it rules. I think it's a great movie. I've seen this one time before today, before yesterday, actually. Uh, I did not watch it today. I watched it yesterday, rewatched it yesterday. But, uh, you know, my roommates and I watched this um, probably six or seven months back. Had a blast. I think I liked it the most. But, you know, <laughs> I think a blast was had by all. I can't, <laughs> I can't speak for anyone else, but I think uh, it was a collective blast, not only a blast for me. But I certainly had a blast. And then uh, it was on the, um, the, the episode with Cousin Zoe, uh, the uh, Adam's Family Values episode, where Cousin Zoe mentioned this movie, actually. And it put it back in my mind. And I was like, oh, that would be a great film to cover on this podcast. And so once we came around to doing a series titled Whack in the Box about movies about or based on games and toys, uh, I thought, hey, this would be a great opportunity. And actually, I pulled up Cousin Zoe's article about this movie, wanted to read one line that I particularly loved, if you will allow me. Please. It is permitted. There's a, the, whole, the whole thing is great. I mean, if anyone uh, is listening and wants to read it, it's titled... Uh, the Appeal of the Gross, Tactility, and Super Mario Bros. Um, <laughs> I think if great... you probably search up Super Mario Bros and then Zoe Crombie, you'll probably find it. Some great Dector cross promotion. Yeah, yeah. So uh, here's one great line. Here's one great one. It's from great a while line. ago, right? I think I... This is uh, from May 13th, 2019. So two days before my birthday, which is May Whoa. 15th. I remember. I, think I read 13, this at the time, I think. Sorry. 13... 23 years after I was born. So just wanted to put that out there. Um, <laughs> oh, I can already tell this is going to be a great episode. I'm feeling loopy <laughs> recording late at night. That's great. Okay. So it's, <laughs> it's not even seven. <laughs> it's late so at night late. for us to record. It's so late. We it's usually record like out. two. 
<laughs> also, Funky's not here to keep things in order. Right. I'm. I'm like. I don't. I, I don't going know off what the I'm rails doing right now. Funky's like <laughs> unofficial admin. Uh, okay. Do you want me to read this? Yes. Okay. So Zoe, cousin Zoe, said. But surprisingly often, the joy we derive from a film can't be attributed to intellectual appreciation. Sometimes we just want to see something, something slimy, visceral, and weird that hits us on a gut level. For this purpose, Super Mario Bros. is perfect, with its oddly grungy aesthetic that never shies away from taking the simplistic visuals of the earlier Mario games and twisting them into something more grotesque for the big screen experience. Cousin Zoe couldn't agree more. This film is perfect. I don't think that's what she's saying in that paragraph. That this film but, is perfect? You know, you got to roll with your interpretation. Yeah. Well, Cousin Zoe did say Super Mario Bros. is perfect. Really? And I know that was prefaced with, for this purpose, Super Mario Bros. is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> what, what purpose was she talking about? If you want to see something visceral and gross. Yeah. She said for this purpose, it's perfect. If you want yes. to see something that's visceral, yeah. Right. Visceral, slimy, gross. Deri- it's not about the intellectual value of it. It's about the viscerality. I mean, that's a philosophy I, I didn't think about while watching it. But I mean, it does make a lot of sense to take something from the game and make it grosser. Also, that is one thing that struck me about watching this film. I was like, I never imagined, like... Mario is like like the Nintendo like Mario games is like this like I imagine them much more sanitized <laughs> yes absolutely this like, is one of the things that I love about this movie like, I feel like yeah. sorry no right I no I was just gonna say more sanitized both in like the aesthetic and in the like root the narrative like direction because this is like so un like not super unconventional just a lot less conventional in its storytelling than I thought it might be. It's the weirdest take on Super Mario Bros. Uh, and we can we can get into that. <laughs> it makes no I, sense. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because I think it's the absolute move. It's the it's a great example of a movie that would never ever be made today yes. if someone was adapting super mario bros if someone was adapting any property i don't know it why be, it was it, ever made like i would never think that they would make this of a <laughs> i believe illumination is making a super mario bros movie now and yeah. i assume that it's going to be you know very uh uh boring and not risk-taking and just you know be emulating the games and have some simple story where mario's gotta save princess peach or something and it's going to be fine. They would never, no one would ever make a movie that's this weird of an adaptation that, like, is such a loot. Like, it's really just taking vague iconography from the show, or sorry, from the game, and, uh, like, twisting it into a totally different thing. It's very odd, and it's uh, super fascinating to me. And I'm getting a lot of side eye from Seb right now. I'm. No, I'm just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. I think it's, um, like, I honestly am, like, like, I don't understand where they got the fungus from. I don't. I. Why? <laughs> Why is it so much about dinosaurs? Okay, my thought was, 
Jurassic Park came out around this time. Maybe they knew Jurassic Park was going to be a big hit. They didn't they even have thought, like Bowser. Wouldn't it be cool if dinosaurs? <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> they straight up just did not have Bowser, who's like the dinosaur that's evil. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know that much about Super Mario lore, but that just seems more pretty obvious to me. And I feel like also if you're making like what is approaching like what is wanting to be somewhat of a box office hit you would use the iconography that is most obvious to people who are not super fans into the lore of the thing that you're making well that's the thing i feel like that's a more recent lesson for hollywood like i feel like for a lot of blockbusters in the 80s and 90s and even the 2000s it was like how could we just shape this thing into what's popular so people don't feel like embarrassed to go see it which is yeah. the thing I kind of bump on on this being like super unconventional and weird, which it is. But I also think it's kind of a half measure because they're also trying to shape it into the mold of like a family adventure movie of that time. You know what I mean? Yes. Like what? What do you what do you think it's trying to be like? Uh, Like the Ninja Turtles movies. It made me think like of Ninja Turtles. The Goonies, I guess, a little. Um, I don't know. Let me, let me I can look. What came out? What else came out in nineteen ninety three? Um, I guess I kind of like the Goonies. Yeah, maybe the Goonies is a weak example. Let me see. I'm gonna look at um, uh, family films of the eighties. Um, maybe like Back to the Future a little. I mean, it is very weird, and it gets very weird at the end. It's but so I also... weird. <laughs> it's so weird um, all the way through. It felt like it was trying to emulate the vibe of uh, Back to the Future a little bit. I mean, they had the mm -hmm. Alan Silvestri score, uh, which I thought was pretty sweet. I mean, we can talk about that when we spin the official soundtrack, the official sound whack. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I hear what you're saying. I think it still feels very distinct to me. It's. I think it's in line with Star Wars, uh, Gremlins, Bill and Ted. Like all those things are kind oh of God, in it's, the in it's the zone. Very, I I see the Bill and Bill and Ted of it all. One of the same writers. Okay, that makes sense. In what way do you? It's, think like, it's like Bill and Ted, but if it had like. I just Each feel like. Sorry, no. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it's like the overall tone of. Bill and Ted, where it is like. Um. I don't know. Everything is just sort of like not easily resolved, but you like all the all the way through the threats aren't really threats because you know there's like in this case the fungus like a superior power watching over them. Um, that are so it means yeah. that like no real harm can come to it, and also it's like um, kind of like a million plot points and story points that just are resolved and then are explained somewhat. Um, but like not in an intense way where, yeah, I guess it is just sort of that thing where it's like fun and a little bit surreal, but then mostly just like easy to watch and easy to follow with no real like emotional distress that is happening from the viewer. Yeah, I, I definitely felt that in terms of Bill and Ted, like the kind of dopey henchmen who are in a lot of things, like the fact that the two main characters are kind of interchangeably just nice guys. Um yeah, even the visuals and stuff. And I think it has elements of, like, Ghostbusters and, and Gremlins and, like, in the effects and, and the feel of it. It is weird. 
don't get me wrong. I think it's I just weirder. don't think it's like one of a kind. And you know I think what? it is kind of bowling down the middle in a in a way. I think it's one of a kind in the sense that they were like not like let's take the best things from all of these films. They were just like let's take the weirdest part of each of these films and put it into one film <laughs> they weren't like what are the things that are making these films sell and making these films like really successful they're just like what things stand out from these films and let's take that and put it in our film <laughs> uh yeah i mean i guess i hear i hear you i i think it as like very odd adaptation is the thing that like sets it apart from any of those i don't know what you know maybe goonies is based off of something Back to the Future is, is not. I mean, uh, it, it's a weird adaptation, but I don't know if there's like a conventional way to make like a Mario movie. Like it's a really weird idea on its face. And I think they they didn't take it in like, they took it in a strange direction for sure, but it's a direction that has elements of a lot of blockbusters and family movies at the time, I think. You know what I think would have made this film what I think the one thing that really makes this film seem like an unconventional way for them to tell this story is that they are creating a backstory for these characters, which are characters that don't need a backstory. They weren't created with a backstory. And I think that's where all the weird stuff comes in because they're like, how can we possibly explain this world where it's like two plumbers are the heroes who are fighting dinosaurs <laughs> to save princesses? And it's like, of course, when you're going to try and come up with a backstory for that, it's going to be bad shit um so yeah <laughs> it's just like the thing i was i've been reading the phineas and ferb wikipedia pages recently um and one of the <laughs> merits that i took from that um which is probably why um i this is what i clocked is that um phineas and ferb were created um without the necessity for the backstory you're not we're not supposed to know why these kids are so good at building things we're not supposed to know why right. everybody goes along we're not supposed to know anything about who phineas and Ferb's, um, like, why their families ended up becoming, a like, a blended family and how their parents, like, met each other and got together. We're not supposed to know why, like, Dr. Well, we I guess we get so much Dr. Doofenshmirtz backstory, but, like, we're not supposed to know why there's, like, weird secret animal agents. It just all works together. And because it's all together, you're just supposed to sort of, like, go with it. Where it's, like, yeah. I think a conventional way to do a Super Mario film adaption is to just go with this world and then create a story within this world instead of trying to explain the world that is already built. Yeah, they they go through so much to like have to justify this odd world and pair it to our real world for some reason rather than just kind of like orienting ourselves in like some strange universe. And I don't know, that's the interesting thing. That's the thing that I find so deeply fascinating about this uh, this adaptation is like, yes, Super Mario Bros is the thinnest of plots. Like it's the... <laughs> It's the it's the thinnest of plots. Mario has to jump on some Goomba's heads so that he can rescue Princess Peach. And uh, that's it. There's no lore. There's nothing <laughs> like that. And this movie seems like obsessed with trying to, uh, yes, create this like totally bizarre lore. <laughs> like this, this, this world in which dinosaurs... Uh, <laughs> continued to evolve alongside humans uh, in an alternate dimension that you can get to through, I guess, a, uh, a wormhole of sorts in the, in the, in the middle of Brooklyn. Uh, 
it's it's so like that's where do they where why is that the adaptation why is that the direction it's great i love it i i can't answer that i i, I couldn't even begin to like answer that the obsession with dinosaurs is strange i also and like it... you oh, continue you continue well i just thought it was funny that like the first lines of the movie are like Hey, I'm Mario over here. Remember when the meteor hit the dinosaurs and and remember how actually it created a parallel dimension with uh <laughs> other with the dinosaur city? Anyway, see you later. <laughs> like what? <laughs> That's the opening. <laughs> yeah, it's the opening. And then you get this woman like running through the streets with an egg and you're like, "What? What?" <laughs> What was the egg? Was that Yoshi? No, it was uh, it was Samantha no, Mathis. It was Daisy. It was Daisy. Oh, she was born from an egg. Yeah, because she's a dinosaur person. Oh right. She's reptilian. And a vegetarian. Right. She's the great link between the dinosaur world and the human world, or I guess the humans that came from dinosaurs and the humans that came from apes. Monkey. Yeah, <laughs> They're pretty much just people, the dinosaurs. Yeah. They they have weird tongues, and Dennis Hopper holds his arms like a bit like a raptor sometimes. Yeah. But otherwise, they're just people. <laughs> but I also... Oh, well, it's an alternate... It's Sorry, Nara. No, I was going to say it's kind of... It was interesting to me how they tried to, like, personify all these characters. Like, I guess kind of like they had toad be like an actual person and then they had the goombas be kind of like human like and then they just had yoshi as a literal dinosaur (laughs) they're like yoshi is just gonna keep being a dinosaur but yeah yeah. (laughs) did i get my water from the other room so fast of course i guess Seb, we we've um debunked your theory that this is similar to other uh, family films at the time. We think it's similar to Blade Runner. Okay. <laughs> yeah, great family film, Blade Runner. It's yeah. like slapstick Blade Runner. I like that. Like one of the signs of the dystopia in this movie is that everyone keeps falling down and falling Literally, off. Literally, everybody keeps just falling. <laughs> the person's just riding the bike, doesn't even try to stop or turn. Nothing's really stopping them from like. There's nobody like in their way. Nobody pushed them. Like they're not going super fast, and they just go over the edge. <laughs> It's bizarre. That street, that little street set is so chaotic. Yeah. Should we do a summary corner? I think we should. Do it. Maybe that would help. All right. I'm going to try my best. I feel I already got some stuff wrong. I'm going to say this. You can cut it out. Uh, my brain feels like in a fog recently, in like the past month, and I just feel like uh, with getting my uh, smartphone and with the pandemic and spending so much time on screens and stuff, I have trouble paying attention to things now. And it really stresses me out and scares me. And uh, it's 
freaky to me that I can't follow the Mario movie or that I have to keep rewinding the stuff I'm watching in order to figure out what's going on. So I'm sorry about that. Hey, that's okay. Uh, do you want me to cut that out? Um, I don't know. I guess it's fine. <laughs> I I mean, it's, it's, that's understandable. It makes sense. I mean, it's, uh, it's difficult to pay attention to a screen right now. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things on your mind and I just hope it's not permanent. I think but worry about fixing it later. I'm trying to read more. Take some time off of screens. Yeah, I feel like I should do that too, but you're working though. That is true. It is very uh, difficult when your entire world exists on a screen right now. Uh because even when I ha- when I'm stepping away from the screen, it's like I'm making a very conscious choice to like go on a walk. It's like mm. I don't really need to go on a walk. I don't yeah. need to go anywhere. It's like uh, everything that I actually like have to do, ex- you know, exists on a screen. So yeah, no, it's I, I definitely definitely understand. I'm I'm sure it's not permanent. As long as you chuck your smartphone away, I'm gonna chuck it. Are you going to go back to your to flip phone? My friend Rylan just got a flip phone. That would be cool to go back to flip phone. Yeah. He you went... tried it out. You didn't like it. Go back. That would be very cool. So anyway, Mario well, also, and Luigi. I think it's fine. I think it's fine if you didn't, you know, totally get what's happening in the Super Mario Bros. movie. I mean, it's. I think the end is confusing. I don't the think end? that it's was a just weird me. Flick. It's a weird flick. I don't know why you think it's not a weird flick, Seb. So. We have to have conflict on these things, you know. Why? Why do we have to have conflict? I don't know. It's because Isaac. when we started the podcast, Isaac sent a note that we have to fight more. <laughs> I don't like fighting with my friends. Well, tell that to Isaac. Well, I'm not doing it just to fight. I do believe, like, the thing that bugs me about the movie is I wish it was either a little weirder or it worked a little better. And I think it's kind of in the middle. And there's still lots of things I enjoyed about it. I didn't, like, have a bad time watching it at all. But it's yeah. like, anyway, we can get to that later. I just, find, I just find it so weird. I mean, I guess it's just like a feeling thing. I really just don't feel like it's the same as those other movies you described. Like, uh, I mean, really it's not feels... exactly the same. I just feel like it has elements of, of all those things. And like, I don't know, the writing and stuff is, is still trying to kind of put it in this adventure movie mold. Right. But that's Which... kind of interesting to me, though. Like, yeah. Sure. Sorry, I know I keep I know I keep getting, you know, we'll do this up summary corner in a second. But I just wanted to say this while it's fresh on my mind. Like, that's kind of interesting to me. Like, how do we adapt this? film that like or this property that has basically no like clear adaptable qualities like (laughs) you have to basically start from scratch except for like they're plumbers and i guess there's a dinosaur we can use something with that and they really did but then it's like how do we also make that into like a early 90s family movie yes and it's it doesn't totally work you know i obviously and me saying I love it is more of like I love it as an item. Like it's so mm-hmm. fascinating to me. I don't think it's like a perfect movie or anything. But that, but that's kind of, I don't know. That's so deeply interesting to me. Like, how do we take this thing? We recognize people like it, so we should turn it into a movie. But it really is not suited for a movie. And they made the strangest choice 
every single time in my <laughs> mind for how to turn it into like an early 90s uh, action adventure film. It's crazy. Yeah, I agree with that. And I'm saying like, there's no conventional way to do it. There is a more conventional way than what they did for sure. Like you can make it like basically yeah. like a medieval kind of thing where they land and it looks like a lot like the games where it looks kind of like medieval Europe and there's like a bad dinosaur and, you know, they meet Toad on the way and they fight Goombas and rescue the princess. Like you could, you could make it a little, <laughs> you could make it a lot more conventional. <laughs> you could make it a straightforward movie <laughs> where there aren't like, you know, uh, giant reptile humans who are like who love evolving people into like these tiny headed i don't even know what those are supposed to be i think they're supposed to be the goombas they well are. they are yeah, the goombas but i don't they know are the goombas i guess i don't know what they're supposed to be dinosaur like, based human off of. hybrids yeah i want to know who like decided was like what would a dinosaur human like hybrid look like and was like that well, they're also, like, supposed to look like the Goombas, I guess. Like, their heads are shaped a bit like the Goombas. But the Goombas are, yeah. like, aren't they kind of like little mushrooms? Yeah, I mean, they don't look like that, really. But I think that's why they have small, round heads. But not so all of like them. Some, some resemblance. Of them are like... Dinosaur-like heads. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember <laughs> if I read this in Cousin Zoe Crombie's uh, article or if I read this somewhere else at some point. But I remember someone saying that, like, you know, by the time this movie came out, the character design for the Goomba is not, like, what we know of it today. It's, like, right, these right, tiny 8-bit... Right. There were these tiny 8-bit pixels on, like, an NES screen, right? So they're thinking, how do we turn that into a, a full, you know, a full-sized character for a movie <laughs> with, you know, real defined features and stuff? And it's really really weird when you look at it now compared to like the 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 character we know and it's weird even that they made that choice and it's freaky and scary and looks so disturbing but uh it is interesting when you think of it that way it's like they were guessing based off of like or they were making very large creative leaps based off of like what 8-bit characters looked like yeah no that's a very good point i'm just gonna i'm looking at yoshi too like at the time oh yeah well yoshi the movie was a literal dinosaur yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that it's not so far from what's in like I looked him up in like Mario 3. Right. Like now when obviously he's more detailed in the games, it's like I think maybe they would have done something that looks a bit more like him. But who knows? They make Toad like a guy with a swirly haircut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they made Daisy and Archie. That was one thing that definitely reminded me of Back to the Future. It, like he looked like Biff or like a Biff's yeah, son yeah. in Back Is it Biff's son in Back to the Future 2 or his grandson or whatever? Yeah. Whatever his name is. Yeah. That's what like the whole Koopa world reminded me of. Like this like dystopian like his face is on every billboard. And like he's yeah. a bit like like 80s Trump like, you know. Yeah. Um and then anyway. was there Okay, you continue and then I'll I can say No, no, question. no, go, 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 go. No, I was just to say what was like a permeating fungus a big part of the Mario games ever? Well there's there's mushrooms. That's it. Like I mean <laughs> it's not like a giant fungus that saves the day. I don't know, whatever happens. It's like someone slipped the writers a note under the door that said mushrooms equals good. 
And they're like, this okay. is what I'm saying. This, <laughs> this is what is so weird. Like, it looks like they had a sheet of all the things that were in Mario. They're like, okay, yeah. we got a plumber. We got dinosaurs. We got mushrooms. We got Toad. We got Goomba. Jump, we got jumping. King Koopa. We got jumping. Jumping's cool. And then they just like put it in a hat, pulled it out, and was like, oh, okay, let's do that now. <laughs> just like, it, like none of the stuff is the stuff that is in the game. Or like it's not done like it is in the game, but it's just also things that were in the game put into a movie. It's so weird. It's, it's so wild. <laughs> And for some of them, it's just like they knew there were characters named Toad and Daisy, but had no other details. <laughs> I guess Daisy is a princess. Yeah, but that's to the only Toad one is the weirdest of... one for me. They're like, there's a guy, uh, a guy who is positive who who people like called Toad. It's like, okay, I get it. Swirly-haired folk singer gets <laughs> turned into a dinosaur <laughs> and has a harmonica for a mouth. Oh, that was... Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, that, that guy's Toad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I man. just didn't connect the dots that Harmonica Goomba was Toad. Yeah, he got turned into, he got turned into right, a Goomba right, right. and then set on fire. The movie's like almost like cruel to Toad. <laughs> so he never does anything. <laughs> almost only bad things happen. In the game. He doesn't even get re-evolved or whatever. <laughs> so true. I really thought when they de-evolved Toad, he was going to like turn into a little mushroom. Like I thought they were going to de-evolve him uh, into a mushroom. Yeah. Right. Um, but they did. That would have been cool. Anyway, <laughs> Mario and Luigi are plumbers in Brooklyn. Their plumbing business is struggling. They meet an archaeologist named Daisy. And on a date with Luigi, Daisy takes him down to see some dinosaur bones. And they discover <laughs> a portal to another dimension where dinosaurs evolved parallel to humans because the meteor that hit the Earth knocked them into another dimension. Yes. Yeah, like split the di- it split the dimension into two. Right, as I meteors guess. are known to do. <laughs> <laughs> and in the dino dimension... Everything is run by a guy called King Koopa who needs a crystal necklace that was given to Daisy as a child yep. in order to to reunite the two worlds so, so he can conquer Earth. Yeah, because all the resources in Dino World are used up, which is also is never explained how they used up all there. I feel like they'd have extra, you know, Dino bones for oil, you would think. I don't Is that know. even how fossil yeah, maybe... fuel works? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe they have a different way of getting, and maybe they haven't figured out fossil fuel. I don't know. Maybe they actually have a really good energy source, really clean energy. Well, they right. didn't. Probably not. Work. Their universe <laughs> looked really bad. Their world looked pretty dystopian. They had electric cars, though. They did. That's true. That's true. But yes, she. It's the they the the. The thing that Daisy has, yes, it's got to go in the in the rock or whatever. Yeah. It's the missing piece. It's the final piece. And once right. it's reassembled, then the two dimensions will come back together. And only she can put it there because she's like royal blood or something. Like only she can withstand the electricity that <laughs> is created. 
Yeah. Because remember the like other that. lady tries to do yeah, it. Yeah, someone else tries exploded. to do it and she gets fried. Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler. There's also like a sympathetic mushroom king who's been de-evolved. <laughs> okay, I think that's all I can do of the plot. We'll talk about the other stuff as it comes up. Yeah. That was great. That was a great so plot good. description. Thank you. It's a tale as old as time. <laughs> Classic. Uh, I, I you don't. should do a combination. You should do a, a sizzle reel of you saying that about plots. Oh, yeah, maybe. The tale as old as time. I don't. I really don't know what. How. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like in 80s and 90s kids movies, and I'm not trying to go like, oh, it's conventional again. I feel like we kind of reached an agreement that it's very weird. Um, but I feel like in a lot of stuff, like people are getting knocked into another dimension and stuff or like a genie. Space Jam. Coming. Yeah, like Space Jam. or like. Mm. And I think that's like the established, like the one piece of lore in Mario is kind of like they are plumbers from New York who are transported there, right? Uh, is that true? Oh, really? I think it was initially, at least. Like, they're definitely, like... Because the in the original game, they're, like, in the sewer. Right. You know, like, in the arcade game. I've no, I don't know Mario lore. This is my understanding. Like, in Mario Brothers, like, the first arcade game, they're in the sewer, and you're, like, repairing pipes or something. That's the first game you're just repairing pipes? I think the first one's Donkey Kong, where he's fighting Donkey Kong. But then that's one of the first ones. It's like, I don't know if you're repairing pipes, but you're in the sewer at least. And it's like, uh, they're dressed in overalls and stuff because they're supposed to be plumbers. And all the pipes transport you to different dimensions? I don't think so. Maybe. Or maybe there's like monsters coming out of the pipes. I don't know. Funky is probably listening to this and shaking their fist. (laughs) <laughs> What's with the, why did people just really used to like things in like the sewers like mario teenage mutant ninja turtles yeah that's sewers. all i can sewers are that's sewers all i can think cool. of futurama yeah yeah it's all well the sewers sewers are cool we don't know what's down there could be anything mm-hmm. uh i thought the super mario brothers were italian they are. Yeah, but I think they're Italian-American. I think. Oh, really? They're New York Italian? I thought it was established that they were they were from... Like, if they were from Italy, would they be dressed like that? I guess. Uh... I thought they're supposed to be... I don't know how plumbers dress in Italy. <laughs> I don't think plumbers... Is that a, unique, is that a uniquely Brooklyn way of dressing plumbers? <laughs> I don't know if anyone even dresses like that. But I thought the idea was that in the original, they're in the sewers. Then in they get transported to some like magical place, and the idea is they're like blue collar Americans. Oh in wait, okay. This like fantasy world, and maybe that was in like the manual or something. I used to watch this critic who would always talk about Mario, and he would always talk about um, that he <laughs> this guy's really weird and obsessed with Mario. And he would always insist that if they made a movie, that had to be the origin. Mario couldn't be from the Mushroom Kingdom. But here it says on Wikipedia, this is also Wikipedia, the brothers Mario and Luigi live in the Mushroom Kingdom. But it doesn't say they're from there, I guess. I think that's a retcon. 
Mm. Like a very originally, this was the this was the story, but since then they've they've changed the character's origin so that actually they're always from the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, let me see. Let me see. Because Mario now is like Mario's the Nintendo guy. Couldn't just be some guy from Brooklyn. It had to be from the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> Okay, so apparently in Donkey Kong, he was made to look like a carpenter, and then when he appeared again in Mario Bros., it was decided that he should be a plumber because a lot of the game is situated in underground settings. Mm. Miyamoto decided to put him in New York and make him Italian. Okay, so yeah, so I guess that part is true in their adaptation. They were faithful to the uh, the original story. Yeah, which I think would have been the story at that time. Right. Anyway, but like, as I'm reading this, I'm also remembering that nobody, like, it's not like now where it's like Marvel has like a 10 movie plan or Star Wars, like all the lore is like carefully managed. It's like they're making some video game, which was not a respected medium. They were making one mm. game at a time, not knowing if it's going to be a hit or whatever. They didn't care about the lore. Nobody cared about yeah. the lore except if you were a kid and you were like a nerd. So it wasn't made to be a consistent story with like. So true. Yeah. But even then, it it like still it still makes more sense if they were like developing this movie for it to be like, OK, it's going to be set in the Mushroom Kingdom, but these two plumbers are going to get magically transported there through some pipes, and then one of them falls in love with the princess, and they have to save her. Yeah. yeah. That like, seems like what you would do. That's what <laughs> but I get, you know... <laughs> but that, you know, that's kind of... It's kind of interesting, like... Yes, I, I don't think that anyone who played the Mario games was playing it for, for the story, or really cared, like, if they ever made an adaptation, they have to really be faithful to uh, the story. So... It's interesting what they choose to take and what they choose not to. Uh, that they did want to be faithful to the fact that they were uh, some New York plumbers that got transported to another dimension. I think that, like, I don't know, video game adaptation is just, like, an interesting thing in general. Because in a lot of games, it's like, it, the the experience of playing it is far more like important than the story itself uh mm-hmm. and you know what 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 do you like the story already exists in the game so what do you necessarily gain from like telling the the same story i guess in like a non-interactive form it's almost like you you kind of have to like i don't know take some kind of swing or do something different or at least that's the interesting creative thing to do i don't know where i'm going with this thought mm-hmm. yeah i, think- I mean Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, I think that makes sense from, like, if I was the one creating the story and, like, writing it and everything. But I think, like, as a marketing person, I'd be like, no, the kids want what's (laughs) familiar. But maybe put, like, a bit of a spin on it where it's, like... Or, like, that's what the movie is for. The movie is to get to know these characters better beyond what is just present... Like, the very little that is presented in the, the game. So... Yeah, I think that that is cool. And I think to Adam's overall point that like the marketable blockbusters of the 80s 
maybe it's just now being removed and not i guess this is the 90s but like late 80s early 90s like not seeing as many of them now might be why they seem so interesting but they definitely seem more interesting than what we get now and maybe that's just we're not you know in the culture and we don't know what was cool then but it is kind of like interesting to look at it and go like this is the big movie that's supposed to appeal to everyone they're so confident there's like a sequel tease in it like they're like this is definitely going to be a big hit what do they think appeals to kids and and why do they think this would appeal to anyone (laughs) yeah like the the version that's made now would be totally just like market tested sanitized whatever would be like would be nothing it would be really boring like i i I don't know like i i i like that it was a time where like yeah they were so confident with such a weird swing that i don't know i'm just saying the same thing cut it out adam the only thing (laughs) the only thing i would say about that is do you think it's possible in 20 years someone on their hologram cast is going to be watching scoob and discussing and go, oh, this is so weird. Why did they think this is so marketable? And the same way that Luigi puts that thing on his face that makes an imprint of your face and it's clearly supposed to be funny, people will be going, why is Scooby-Doo on Tinder? Why is that supposed to be funny? You know? Yeah, true. I haven't seen Scooby yet. Yeah, I haven't either. But I'm just saying, like, I don't know. Maybe it's just weird removed. I think it, it is weird, though. Like, a lot of blockbusters from that time still make sense like jurassic park you could make it basically unchanged now still yeah i mean every year you know there's a couple blockbusters that come out still where you're like oh why did they think that was gonna be a broadly appealing thing like i don't know something like mortal engines or whatever (laughs) or i don't know what's another good example mortal engines is good on the yeah i never saw it scooby-doo also scooby-doo the live action one is great still. I get that Sugar Ray is weird, but I think it's great. It holds up. I've never seen it. I just, you haven't seen the live, live action Scooby-Doo? You need to watch it. It's very well cast. I it's wouldn't say so it's so good. A, a great, okay. It's an amazing film. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Anyway. Well, I, I just want want to also respond to something you said earlier, Nara, uh, about uh, your video game movies and kids and what they would want and shit. Like, I don't know, like, it's someone adapting, like, a video game movie now or someone adapting a video game now into a movie, like... Sonic. Oh, yeah, that was an adaptation. (laughs) Like, I don't think a kid who really loves a game wants the story of that game to just be retold at worse, presumably <laughs> in a movie where it's like, it's not the story wasn't invented for, you know, the purposes of that movie it was retrofitted from like, I don't know, not that, I mean, there's great adaptations that were created, not, not as movies and retrofitted into movies and made great, but I don't know. Like, I, I feel like you just just have to make something new from the source material. I don't know. Am I totally off base? I don't really. It's obviously not a one for one. Like, there's different cases for everything. I don't think you're off base. I just don't understand how a marketing team would. I think a marketing team might not see it that way. 
I'm I'm just confused right. about like the conception of this from sort of like more of a business standpoint and why they thought yeah. it might be successful from that standpoint. Because from a creative standpoint, I totally understand doing this. Like you get mm-hmm. to do like really cool visual things. Um, you get to like take like you sort of like have a free like like you have a playground of things like of ideas because like we said there like isn't really any like or there isn't that much backstory so you can kind of do whatever you want with these really weird characters so like as a writer and as like um a production designer and everything I think it'd be really fun I just don't understand like why a marketing team and why like especially for like I don't I actually don't know how big it was at the time but I imagine it was pretty like that super mario bros was like pretty big considering how successful it is now why you would Mm -hmm. like with such a big property go like that or maybe because it was such a big property and they're like oh this is gonna be fine regardless we can sort of like let them do whatever they want but yeah (laughs) i just i kind of like i don't understand it sort of like from a marketing like businessy point of view it's it's weird that this is so expensive and they let them do what they did with that money which i feel like happens less now the only i'm tra- the only example i can think of is like batman v superman which is it really feels like Zack snyder did whatever he wanted on that and they ended right. up with some yeah. really bizarre stuff it's not as fun obviously but i'm and they just knew like you put batman and superman together it's gonna make us a billion dollars no matter what so <laughs> yeah just do whatever the hell you want yeah <laughs> Because I'm just thinking, I, yeah. it's like, because, yeah, I'm just thinking about, like, other properties where they're, like, don't really have a back, like, I'm just thinking, like, the Emoji movie, where, like, these are properties that are iconic, but don't really have any source material, and then they went the most, like, root A, boring route, which is, like, what I would expect mm-hmm. a Mario property to be, where you can, like, see the executives in the, like, boardroom saying yes and no to things. Yeah, I, I feel like Sonic is a great comparison. Like, I feel like Sonic is like the more conventional for like Sonic is a weird, similarly, like almost no story. Like it's a hedgehog who runs really fast and there's a guy with evil robots and whatever. Um, yeah. And they made this really safe family movie that sucks. And it's like, I'm gl- this isn't that. And I'm glad it's not that. Yes. Yes. This, that's a great, that's a great point of comparison. Like that's what would happen now. Right. You just make something really like, I don't know, or or ordinary. Like, but I guess I know. I guess what you're saying is like this might have been that at the time. This might have just been like an average. Yeah, not mill. not quite though. I've I've come to your side a little. Like it is. I mean, like in Back to the Future, there's not a character who is like a sympathetic fungus. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was going to say, and at least they, like, they try stuff. I don't know. Like, at least they mess around. Like, the visuals are wild. I, I think we mentioned Sonic on an episode on the whack, on the Look Whack episode. Yes. And we were all kind of saying, like, yeah, I mean, it's not good. I wish it was, like, a billion times weirder. I wish they at least, like, tried anything. If you're going to adapt this, like, this property which has, like Super Mario Bros., like, very little movie adaptation uh, qualities to it, <laughs> then at least just try some like weird shit. At least try some stuff that's like gonna stick in people's mind. Uh, I appreciate that like 
the world that they created, the the mushroom kingdom world that they created, is that even? I guess it's not even it's, what it is. It's in not. This. I don't it's even just know what like it is. a dino world. Yeah, it's, the dino world. It's dino Manhattan. <laughs> like it looks so wild. Like and 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 you know the production design is absolutely bonkers. The uh, the police station um, looks so cool. I will, like the police station. The design for that was crazy it was very like 12 monkeys <laughs> yeah you mentioned blade runner as well like it looks dystopian it looks scary <laughs> it's crazy no i was gonna you say know- also it's like maybe the thing with like it's time period like late 80s early 90s stuff is like it has some of the hallmarks and like some of the like more like like some of the conventions of those movies but just put together in the weirdest possible way where it's like you still have sort of like (laughs) the referential like cultural things where it's like the weird pegboard thing or it's like um i don't know like the payphone i don't know that's just like a thing in the 90s i don't (laughs) like or like like it has like a couple of those like more like hollywood like conventional story like aspects but then just tied together in the weirdest way like adding that daisy was like adopted by like grew up in like the as like an orphan with the nuns where i'm like i don't think that really happened in like maybe it did happen in 1980s new york (laughs) and not just in like (laughs) madeline but i'm just like that's such a weird like i'm like yes the orphan thing is like a convention but it's just used in the weirdest way here where it doesn't really need to be used yeah yeah no i think that's a a good way of looking at it like there's a lot of things that feel like they could be like studio notes and then the filmmakers was like oh two dumb henchmen yeah we can do that uh they become really (laughs) smart and then disappear from the movie they become really smart (laughs) and then want to overthrow the like ruler (laughs) Yeah, and then don't yeah. do anything after that. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. That it almost feels like a a totally bizarre mix of like very specific studio notes, and then the freedom <laughs> to just adapt this property any way that they want to. So it ends up being this like very strange hybrid. Yeah, it's so weird. And then it's there's like a dance the like dance scene at one point when they're like in the club and everybody's doing the dance like kind of in time like in sequence yeah i like that's so weird that was a thing of like i know in in ninja in one of the ninja turtles movies there's like a part where vanilla ice shows up and does like a turtle rap and there were well, lots of like movies at that time where like somebody would show up and do like a rap song um, she is all that no rap song but they do have at prom or whatever they do yeah. do a synchronized dance sequence where i'm like it's, this it's is pretty crazy. great it's like the best it's part of that movie so good it's an amazing thing to have i'm just like where did that come from so i'm like maybe that's just like a late 80s 90s thing where it's like you need to have a dance scene yeah also like i mean it's just the movie just puts a smile on my face. It I find is. the movie so fun. Like I just, I it's, I, I don't know. I just have such a good time. I think it and is a good time. After all, what do we watch movies for? <laughs> Call me the Grinch. I just feel like there's the filmmaking bugs me, 
and where I'm always about to have fun, and then they just jump to, like, a new scene, or, like, I don't know. I just think it's kind of badly put together, which kills okay. a lot of it for me. Okay, Grinch. I and think... there's nothing to Mario or Luigi, which is fine if it's, like, a Bill and Ted thing, but it kind of feels like they're supposed to be. I, I don't think there's anything to any of these characters. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's... <laughs> Literally nothing in any of these characters. They're just people moving through scenes. <laughs> they, They're <yeah>. not characters. <laughs> like, like maybe Toad when he plays like the sympathetic like Goomba, like is like it. Yeah. But maybe that's just because I feel bad that he got turned into a Goomba and then got set on fire. But it's the only time you really feel anything towards anybody. I think their characters are Mario loves plumbing, really good at plumbing. <laughs> Luigi, also a plumber. Not as good at it though. As a as a crush on Daisy, that's one thing. <laughs> as a crush on Daisy, yeah. Daisy. Vegetarian. Uh, vegetarian. Part dinosaur. It's not really a character thing. <laughs> she isn't passionate about archaeology and is an orphan. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't like the the land developers that are uh Scapelli. The, uh, yeah, Scapelli. <laughs> oh, Scapelli sucks. Scapelli's one of the worst people. Everyone hears Scapelli... him. He's effectively murdered. Because <laughs> <laughs> Scapelli sucks. <laughs> what about um, uh, Spike and Iggy? Like that's the. Oh, they're that's the best. The, you know, if there's if there's any kind of uh, thematic purpose to this movie. That's it. It's that land this guy who's suck. developing land developers <laughs> fucking sucks. This guy sucks. Scapelli sucks. sucks. Hey, what? You disagree? You disagree? I won't. I can't. Exactly. Exactly. This guy sucks. <laughs> Monkey. Oh, other thematic part. King Koopa also sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was it ever explained how um, Fungus King got overthrown? He got devolved into fungus. Like, was he just, like, randomly devolved one day? Well, it seems like that's just how the scenes work. Like, when they escape from King Koopa, they're about to be devolved, and then they just push him into the machine. Yeah, that's like, very that's very Bill and Ted of them. There's no... Yes, there's no explanation as to how they do anything in any scene. And I'm not saying everything has to be explained, but there's no setup of, like, oh, we gotta outsmart him by doing this. Like, things just happen. It just continuously happened until the movie. You know what? They had a pretty smart plan with the garbage truck. Um where they just wore costumes and drove the garbage truck out of the dump back to the city. Right. Hell yeah. Also when did question, that happen? That was um when Oh when they were when in the desert. Spike, Spike and Iggy. And Iggy. Uh, right. Also, another question about something that just sort of miraculously evolves. You know, after they get out of their little jail cell or whatever, um, and then there's like the elevator, or they get out of the elevator and they're in like the elevator shaft back area, whatever. And mm -hmm. Luigi just jumps, but then he like is clipped to something. How did that happen? God, they <laughs> got caught on his bungee. Oh, that made me laugh. <laughs> I thought that was a great gag. <laughs> he, he's so certain that uh, that he's flying, and then it's only the split second before Mario jumps where he realizes he's actually attached via hook. Mm. I thought that was so funny. 
I was just very confused. He's, he's so he's so certain that he's in like a magical moment. I'm flying. I'm flying. Wasn't flying. Nope. <laughs> oh, I thought that was so funny. I felt like Bob Hoskins sold that scene where he was like, I love when he's like, if you let go of me, then you'll be an only child. It's not even funny. It's just Bob Hoskins. He was I'm... so good. He was the best. Are they actually, are they, they're, they're like actually brothers in this story? Because they had the weird monologue at the beginning where he's like, I'm your brother and your father and your mother and your uncle. I didn't mind that as an idea. Like, again, there's not like this big integrity to Mario Brothers where it's like there's a story or a dynamic that's being undermined. So the idea that Mario's a lot older and he kind of raised Luigi, I, I was okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I think you I'm could a- do something with that. I'm I'm fine with that. I was just then confused at when he was like, then you'll be an only child. Because I was like, oh, you actually are brothers? I thought you weren't. I thought you were just like, knew we, like somehow re- came into being, like came to be in each other's lives and have then formed this like familial bond. Right. I thought there was just a big age gap. Ah. Uh, hey, while we're here, do you want to take a walk? I want to take a stroll. Down uh, Whack Actor Avenue? Stop me if you've heard this one before. Um... In this movie, it's less like an avenue and more like whack actor parkway, highway, freeway. Because <laughs> there's a lot? Because there's so many of them and there would be too much congestion if it was just an avenue. <laughs> <laughs> so you got Mario and Luigi fa- played by two famously Italian-American people. Yep. Uh, Bob Hoskins and John <laughs> <Hoskins>. Leguizamo. <laughs> I think Hoskins sells it. I've no nothing but positive things to say about him. Like everything that works for me in this movie is him being so charming and just like well, just for, taking me through this movie and, and made me have a good time. For a character who is nothing, I'm like, you're kind of developing a character here. He's made, he makes it yeah. seem real. He makes it seem yeah. like a real guy. He has guy, personality. So. He has real personality for sure. I I love him. He seems very exhausted by everything. He just wants. Seems very. Yeah, sorry, Nara. He just wants to be a plumber. He just wants to be a successful plumber. That's it. That's he it. actually just loves plumbing, <laughs> and he's actually really good at it. <laughs> That's all he wants. I think, he, I think he's so charming when he's coaching Luigi through asking out Daisy. I love when he's like charming Big Bertha, even though that scene I think is stupid. Like, oh my god, that scene! It wouldn't work if he wasn't like so. I don't know, like humble, like seeing me so humble and like nice and everything. Yeah. I will say of all the stuff, you know, I've heaped a lot of praise upon this, this movie. I do wish there was more of a genuine, like emotional core between Mario and Luigi. Like if that, if there was some real like brotherly love at the core of this film, then, uh, you know, I think amongst all the, Sorry, seven. My, sorry, on. my parents are calling me again. I just want to make sure it's not an emergency. They oh, called yeah, me yeah, already no once. One sec. Hello. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm. Uh, you're on the air on the podcast. Do you have anything to say about the Super Mario Brothers movie or Bob Hoskins? One sec. Bob Hoskins. Yeah. What do you think? Bob you love Bob Hoskins? I do. Maybe my favorite actor. But I'll hang up. Okay. <laughs> I'll call you back soon. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Like father, like son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bob, Bob Hoskins does rule. Uh, 
But yeah, I don't know if there was just kind of some genuine emotional core. They seem to like each other, you know. Yeah. And, and Mario is like, you know, he seems like he's got uh, uh, a lot of care for Luigi, and Luigi really respects his older brother. But I don't know. There was a more touching emotional core. I think I would really love this movie, rather than it just be kind of an interesting curio for me. There's one character dynamic that. I think is like interesting that I wish led somewhere, but I just like the moment where he, um, Luigi hangs up the phone to give it to Daisy and he's about to get a bunch of plumbing jobs. Yeah. And then oh, yeah. And Mario's like, any jobs? He's like, no. I thought that was, that was a cool moment. Yeah, that was cute. I love I... Linguizamo in a lot of movies. I don't think he's particularly good here. I don't think he's really bad, but. Was this like an early role for him? I like like Lego's. I think so, yeah. I think okay. this is more when he was like a stand-up. Cause I think he I grew like, into a really good character actor. Yeah. I, I, I always like Legozamo. Uh yeah, he's fine here. I mean Oh, what are you holding up? Yes, he's so great in oh, Romeo yeah. Plus Juliet. He's like my favorite he's really, one really of good. one of he's, the best performances in that, I think. He's really good in Romeo Plus Juliet. But uh I don't know. He I he's he's he brings a kind of, uh, uh, I don't know, naivete, innocence to Luigi. That's kind of good. He sells it. He scales kind of the, the. <laughs> I think he does. He does. He does sell the very like unfocused energy. Yeah. I I felt with him, it was more noticeable that he was clearly Latin American. And not an Italian. Yeah. Not that it really matters, but it was just funny with him. I feel like he like he's known for like quote unquote ethnic comedy about his background, right? Yeah. Like it's kind of I don't know. It's kind of weird. He plays an Italian character, Italian American character in uh, Summer of Sam. Also, hmm. yeah, that was a good flick. Gotta see that one. That's what it was called, right? Summer of Sam? The yeah. Spike Lee film? Yeah, Summer of Sam. About It also had a, what's his name in it? Adrian Brody? No, Richard Edson, I think. Oh, yeah. He was in, he's in Do the Right Thing, right? Yes, that's what I was thinking. Of. He's in Do the Right the Thing. Guy, down by the guy who he, played... He played the brother. <laughs> he, played the, he played the nice brother. The yeah, nicer the brother. Shot, but he was in this. I mean, he was... Uh... Yeah, Spike or whatever. Yeah, he plays Spike. He plays Spike, Spike too. He's in that. I said wait a this. second. He's in a Spike Lee film, and then he plays a character named Spike. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's also it's with John Leguizamo. Do you think he thought about that on set? <laughs> they were... That ever entered his mind? Yeah, that's what they were thinking about on their breaks, but they never brought it up to each other. They just kind of like <laughs> looked at each other and they're like, "Should I? Should I mention it? <laughs> Would that be weird?" Nah, nah, it's, pro- it's probably not important. Yeah. Just he, looked, kinda... he looked at Spike Lee and was like, "Spike Lee's like." Should we mention this? Yeah, yeah. All three of them were <laughs> nah. just there. Spike was on set every day, watching Spike, from the sidelines. Spike was on set every day because Richard Edson was like, you know, I'm playing, I'm playing this character named Spike, and I just really would love some some tips, um, about how to be a Spike. Unless he played Iggy, I have no idea. Richard Edson looks like my uncle Nick. <laughs> you sure it wasn't your uncle <laughs> Nick in it? Uh. 
What was he doing in 1993? <laughs> I think I remember him saying he was in his The name, Mushroom Kingdom. And his name was Richard Edson. Uh, <laughs> he was, uh, he got uh, evolved into a very smart <laughs> person. Did you guys recognize the other guy, Iggy? Did you guys, did yeah, you guys, was, do you guys uh, think he looks they, like my Uncle Nick? Sorry? Yeah. Do you guys think he looks like my uncle? Nick? I think he yeah. does. Yeah, totally. I told that's what I was thinking the entire movie. Okay. Actually, I was actually very distracted from everything because I was just like, "Wow, that guy looks so much like Adam's uncle Nick." <laughs> okay. No, good. it yeah. was. So we were all thinking that actually too. It was Fisher okay. Stevens from Hackers fame. The bad guy from Hackers. He's Whoa. playing like basically the exact same character. Kind of. <laughs> I. Every movie should have more hackers. Every movie should. <laughs> Remember when we said that on the Hackers episode? This movie would be so good with yes. Honestly. Bringing it back. Luigi was kind of a hacker because he's sitting on his butt all day playing video games. Yeah, he like uses that computer in the car. <laughs> yeah. Sure, Mario's like, how are you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You think Luigi was supposed to be like the audience surrogate? I guess that was the idea, right? I yeah, guess I so. guess. He's like a gamer, you know... Uh, he likes he's, he he loves even Princess Daisy. <laughs> that was such a weird relationship, like the progression of that, where it's like, oh, young woman in New York are going missing. Yeah, let me get into this car, this yeah, huge yeah. man yeah. with two random people, um, <laughs> and then go to dinner with them the same same night. It was also wild that Mario Mario's girlfriend got kidnapped and he didn't know for most of the movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah he didn't notice i know he was in the mushroom kingdom but it's just weird that that happened yeah it's also you know? like even if he was in the mushroom kingdom they had arranged a date the next day to go see monster the mushroom kingdom okay in, <laughs> right in, sorry dino keeps, man they keep saying this <laughs> okay in the koopa world but also they had like arranged to go see monster trucks or whatever the next day he didn't even like think Wrestle- he was like no, oh, wrestlemania. WrestleMania, wrestlemania that's it but he didn't even think like yeah. oh i should call her to cancel because or like attempts to call Come her on, to cancel Mario. use the koopa phone yeah, no, you can't. Go, you can't make cross-dimensional well, calls. I feel no, like they no didn't until know. You try. They didn't know anything about that dimension, so I feel like it would have been a nice gesture if he at least attempted to call. And the yeah. Kuba phone just looked like a regular phone with spikes on it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Well, things developed pretty parallel to real world. Like their Manhattan was basically Manhattan. You know, people falling yeah. off of things cars on tethers yeah the cars had sparks coming out of them yeah it's just like manhattan (laughs) hey i'm walking here walking here um Uh, right hey i'm walking here what did you guys think of spike and iggy love them i loved when they loved them got smart yeah i guess that was a fun idea I love when they got smart and then they were a lot less believable when they got they were just, smart. They were just as dumb, but they just use big words. Yeah, they just <laughs> use bigger words. They don't they don't they don't do anything they, differently. They didn't have critical thinking skills. <laughs> I like I really like their dynamic when they were dumb though. Like more so than when they were because like they became smart and they were still they just still didn't have critical thinking skills, but their dynamic changed where they didn't think one was smarter than the other and therefore had like a weird 
comedy of errors type thing going on. Right. So they were like got together. They got along better. Um. So, but I missed it when they were being dumb with one another and everything was getting confused between the two of them. I thought that was a fun little thing. Yeah. Is this classic stupid henchmen? Yeah, I love stupid henchmen. What's it's so fun? What's not to like? What'd you guys think of King Koopa? He's great. There's a I tiny feel so boy. committed. I have to take uh, take off my background so you can see the tiny Dennis Hopper on my VHS tape. I'm pulling out VHS left and right. <laughs> can you see the tiny Dennis Hopper somewhere yes. in there? Beautiful. Oh yeah. I have one more VHS to debut after after this. After we talk okay. about Dennis oh, Hopper. Oh wow. Okay, I'm excited to see it. <laughs> I enjoyed his performance. I felt like he was kind of halfway between dialed in and way over the top. And again, I wish it was one or the other. I guess I just wish it was over the top. I don't know what the actual way to play this character is. I liked his hair. I liked his hair that was in the little ridges. I liked his weird monologue about mud while he was submerged in mud. Oh, yeah. How he says mud is great because it's both clean and dirty. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you know, you take a mud bath, you're clean, you got all your pores are clean and stuff, but also yeah. it's mud, so it's like it's kind of dirty. Yeah, and also at the beginning of the movie when he was like submerging his hands in wax and saying some monologue. What was that? I don't know. And then he was like was peeling the wax off. I I don't know. I thought at first I was like, "Oh, is this like they need they're like constructing like human bodies to like conceal their forms for when they're like shift into like the other world but then no it wasn't that it was he was just playing with his hands in wax or something or like fat or something also why did nothing happen when they de-evolved him because i went all reptile and then oh the first happen. time yeah i don't know i think there's parts there's oh, scenes, yeah i feel like there's scenes missing from this movie like i felt like oh he's gonna be bowser for the rest of the movie yeah. That's what I thought too. I was so excited to see Bowser, and he's then no kind Bowser. Of a dinosaur in like for like a second at the end, like when when he's in that weird pot of like tar or whatever. Yeah, and then he becomes like well, liquid. So... Yeah, it's just so strange that they would make him King Koopa, but not just just make him Bowser. I guess they were made. Might have been waiting for the sequel to introduce True. Bowser. But there's not like a oh, isn't King Koopa Bowser? Is King Koopa a different character? I thought that yeah, was just a different same. name for Bowser. Yeah, I think you're right. Let me see. King Koopa versus Bowser. <laughs> Bowser is his American title. Great Demon King Koopa is <laughs> oh. his Japanese name. <laughs> Great Demon King Koopa. So, <laughs> they should have called him Great Demon King Koopa if they were going to call him King Koopa. Like, he's not not Bowser. Like, he has Bowser's hair. Like, I thought it was supposed to look like <laughs> Bowser's hair. Also, isn't, aren't, yeah, and Spike and Iggy are like Bowser's yeah, He's definitely little, not not Bowser. That's that's for sure. I think things. Iggy Koopa is one of the Koopalings. I don't think there's a Spike. No, there I is a Spike, weird. I thought. There's a Spike Koopa? I don't know. Maybe there's not. Is Maybe. Iggy the one that, ha I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking up Spike Mario. Mario. Oh, there's a, there's a Spike. There's, there's a spike. Yeah, spike. there's a Spike and then there's an yeah. Iggy. Yeah. Okay, but these not... Uh, one of the Koopalings. Look up Iggy Koopa. No. No. Okay. I don't know what any Iggy. of these are. 
Bowser had all these children, the Koopa Lings. Oh so, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. because Spike was you just know, like those his... were more distinct characters. What weren't the Koopa Lings like babier versions, and then Spike was like a mid version between the Koopa Lings? And I think the... Spike is just a regular enemy, yeah. like the, the Iggy and and they were like bosses, you know. Oh. You know who Spike kind of looks like? Spike the guy, or in the game, the Koopa in the game. Kind of looks like my uncle Nick. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Cool. Wow. I'm gonna tell your uncle Nick this. <laughs> I'm gonna find a picture of Spike, send it to your uncle Nick, and be like, "Adam thinks you look like this." No, I'm just kidding, Uncle Nick. Uncle Nick, you're never gonna listen to this in a million years. But if you do, <laughs> you only look like Spike from the from the movie. You don't look like Spike from the Super Mario Bros. The game. <laughs> I don't think anyone looks like Spike from Super Mario Bros. The game. <laughs> If you do, write in. I did. Yeah, if you do, call me. <laughs> Let us know. Also, another thing on... DM me if you look like Spike Koopa. <laughs> <laughs> um, something back to Fisher Stevens and Dennis Hopper also, I guess. They're um, not just because Fisher Stevens was in Hackers, but their outfits and the way they look is very Hackers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fisher Stevens is like a slick, like hip Koopa. <laughs> Weird. What was Sorry, up with one that? Second. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. One What's second. going on? No, nothing. Okay, he doesn't want to. Oh, does, is he gonna does Adam have come another back with a costume up? or something? <laughs> another one of a those zip, hoodies that like zip up so Oh, uh, now I feel like I I should have. Oh man. Oh, maybe I got a costume. One second. <laughs> I guess it's not a costume. I don't have any costumes in my room. Hey, Nara, question for just you. Yes. Samantha Mathis played Daisy. What's that? That's that's pump up the volume with Samantha Mathis and I was Christian Slater. about to ask you what Christian Slater movie she started, and I was thinking of a different movie. Was it true romance with Dennis Hopper and Christian Slater? No, I was thinking of a Broken Arrow. I didn't oh. know she was also in Pump Up the Volume. I think I might have Broken Arrow too. I actually it's a don't. good movie. She's I don't good have it. it. I'm pretty sure I have Broken Arrow on VHS. I just don't think I have it here. I think I have it in my other bin of. Well, you can just um, tell the audience that you do. VHS. They have, they have no idea about any of the I things you're showing. Totally, am holding up Broken Arrow right now. <laughs> Um, with John Travolta. Yes. Yeah. Um, good, good action movie. I was trying to think if I had other, any other movies with overlapping actors in them, but I don't think I do. I have no other overlapping movies with me. I thought I had Desperately Seeking, Seeking Susan, which has Richard Edson in it, but I don't. I have Smithereens, which is similar in my brain to Desperately Seeking Susan. But I do Seems have... Seems like a tangential connection. Um, Adam, and you missed this. Okay. I I do have our favorite, Chris, not really, and Daisy, Samantha Mathis. Wait, what Chris is that? Christian Chris Angel? Sl Christian Slater. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Gleaming the Cube. What? I wish that was Gleaming the Cube part two, but pump up the volume. Is that what it's? It yeah, is? by the same director. That's that's... From the same director as. Empire Records. <laughs> Empire Records. There it is. My, there it is. My film taste exists in a very small circle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what else Christian Slater is in? This, which I held up early, which has Dennis Hopper in it. So, actually, Close I think. circle. I think. Damn, you always got something. One of one or both of these were made after this movie. Because I was gonna say, do you think that uh, Samantha Mathis and Dennis Hopper sat there looking at each other, going, "Hey, we both, we both know Christian." Both worked with Christian. Do you think we should bring that up? But I think these. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is 1993. Also. Big year for the hop. Yeah. Big year. Super Mario Bros. And what is that? True, True Romance. He has one big romance. scene in True Romance that people always tell me is good or read on the internet is really good when it's actually just very racist. Oh, is it the one with Christopher Walken? Yeah. <laughs> That's such a racist scene. It's so racist. He, I think Dennis Haw- Christopher Walken is the more racist one in that scene from what I can remember. I don't think so. Oh, they're both... I think oh. Dennis Hopper is being racist to yes. not even okay. to walk in. It's weird. Tarantino wrote that. Yeah, no, I yeah, I was gonna not. say I've never I've never seen it, but Tarantino wrote it, so I'm not. Surprised. I actually um, think the rest of the movie is very good. The Brad Pitt's the really funny in it. Um, yes. The entire movie Brad actually Pitt's in it? for like two yeah, it's minutes. It's a very small part. Yeah. Um, but he's I, I think. I think it's just funny because I I was like, oh, that's Brad Pitt doing a character that I've never seen him do ever again. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to use him like that. I guess the his character in Burn After Reading kind of like that. I have not seen Burn After Reading. Um, but yeah, no, now I remember. Not really. That, it's not really the same thing. Now, now I remember that Dennis Hopper was being racist, at, but then gets the short or not the short end of the stick, but then has the bad. The scene turns out badly for him. Yes. But I still think the scene is weirdly on his side. Yeah. Anyway, it does not matter. <laughs> this is not the movie we were talking about. We are way about. off topic. I was just excited that I could somehow reference these with my VHS collection. Um, yes. I, I mean, I always love when you pull in a VHS. You know, it really adds some texture to the show. Yeah. You know, some physical media. We need that. I love physical media. One of my favorite things. Anyway, Samantha Mathis, also in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did she's get distracted. I don't know if she's... She's doing that act... She's doing that... She's acting in that one particular way where you can tell people are trying to act. I guess. I just... I'm very sympathetic to, like... To any of the actors in this, to there being no character. <laughs> I feel like she's, she's doing her best. And I feel like, at least in the scenes with Luigi at the beginning, she gets close to being good. I think it's harder when they're just pushing her around from scene to scene. That is true. Rest. Yeah. You know, I sell. she sells her uh, passion for archaeology. <laughs> uh you gotta you you gotta give her credit for that. It's the same with uh with uh, uh Mario, you know, his passion for plumbing. You gotta find that drive in your character. Wow. Mm, both both actors found the drive in their character, so King you know. Koopa's passion for pizza. 
these this movie came out after both um pump of the volume and um what is it the other christian slater ones so they could have potentially been sitting on set going empire records no true romance. wait true, the cube. <laughs> true romance so they could have potentially oh, yeah. been sitting on that site one. going we know christian should we should Remember we bring it up chris yeah <laughs> they could have anyway back uh, back to the, this movie that we're talking about all right spin the official sound whack uh i mean we just had that one song in the credits uh that was pretty good i did like the alan silvestri score i'll say it I... reminded me of back to the future that was that's that's true i don't i can't deny it but uh it's pretty good adventure score i think that song walk the dinosaur was meant to be like a dance craze sort of idea oh. but i feel like they don't do the dance enough they do the dance once for such a short amount of time yeah it's not long enough to make an impression and the song, the song doesn't... is bad yeah, the song's bad, and the song doesn't come up enough. Like, they should have brought this song up again. Like, right. instead of, like... Like, it's nice that Toad Goomba, like, gets all the um, other Goombas to dance at the end. But it should have been, like, that song plays on a loudspeaker, and then they're all dancing, and that's how they fall over. Right. You I, like a... Uh, oh, right. Luigi makes the You like dance. the scene... Where Luigi makes them dance in the elevator. I was no. so confused. That was so funny. That was so... Like, it was funny, but it was also just, like, one of those things where they're like, yeah, this should happen. And then their explanation yeah. for it is, everybody likes to dance. Which I'm like... Why, why you know did he think of that as a plan? It was fun to why? watch. But, like, thinking deeper about it, it's a lot because of Because watching 12 dancing Goombas on screen is hilarious. And that's what every movie should have. Every movie should have hackers and 12 dancing Goombas. Yeah, it's a great idea. It's a great scene. Can't argue with that. You seem so annoyed about it. I don't know. It's like, what's the argument? That it's great? It's Here's my argument. It's bad. <laughs> I because think... it's a fun, unique thing that I've never seen in a movie before. I think it is highly entertaining, but also so confusing. I love it. Like, I really thought he was just going to be, like, have them, like, sway them or whatever, and then they would be sort of, like, moving so that way they could just get out the front doors or something and nobody yeah. would be looking instead of making them all dance and then climbing up a... <laughs> yeah, I have no idea why he did it. <laughs> he was distracting them. Yeah. Can I also... Another thing that kind of took me out of the movie was when samantha mathis was like oh i'm not gonna eat this raw meat because i'm a vegetarian and she asked for a plate of steamed vegetables she wasn't like can i have a salad can i have like fries she like, brought her vegetables and she <laughs> she's like can i have it. a plate of steamed vegetables and then she ran away like terrified when he brought her back the vegetables she didn't even take them and say thank you <laughs> <laughs> Toad Gooba just steamed some vegetables for you. <laughs> that sounds pretty tasty, too. I don't remember that. What were the vegetables he brought? It was like cauliflower, tomatoes, Broccoli. carrot. Look pretty good. Your, your classic yeah, vegetable bad, vegetable mix. Yeah. Ve ve vegetable mix. Surprised yeah. he was even able to get them in Dinoland. 
I know. I thought I was like I thought there was a f- like food scarcity. You couldn't even talk. Yeah. You know what character I also appreciated? I appreciated the pizza man. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had a he had a good kind of vibe. I liked I liked that little that little moment in there. Yeah, that was a nice scene. Yeah. And then when they, I like that they didn't just have it for no reason. They like brought it back at the end, and they're like, "King Cooper, but your pizza's here." Where it's like this movie is was totally on track for that scene to just happen, and then them never to call back to it or anything. <laughs> but they did. <laughs> so good job. Are we? Kind of like um. I was gonna say I'm trying to think of what else happened. I liked the Brooklyn women. They were like kind of capable and stuff. And... One of them is from Queens. Right, one of them was from Queens. They had a nice kind of dynamic. It was fun when they slid on the big mattress. There were a lot of things that felt like they were from the game, but I don't think were. Yeah. You know, like the mattress scene kind of felt like, oh, just like in the game. But then I was like, <laughs> is it? <laughs> Going through tubes, I guess. Yeah, That's I the guess only... so. Yeah, it's like, right, you know, right. They... I wonder they simulate how, the experience of going through tubes. I wonder how much of this movie then inspired like iconography from later games. I feel like they probably avoided anything like this movie. Because I feel like it was yeah. a big bomb, right? I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. And I mean, very obviously uh, uh, derided, made yeah. fun of. People, people have you know, ragged on it for years. Uh, so I assume that Mario, or sorry, that Nintendo uh, has done whatever they can to distance themselves from it. They also haven't, like, you know, made any other adaptations of Nintendo uh, material, which I assume is probably in line with, like, you know, we were talking about this on the Smash Brothers episode, how they're very, uh, like, con- I guess controlling uh, particular about like the way that people interacted with their properties. I imagine it makes sense as a company that they were like very particular about like kind of not wanting the, the brand to potentially be uh, 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 diluted or messed with in any kind of way by making any more, you know, hated adaptations. Yeah. Yeah. And it said, I just looked on the Wikipedia, it said they were given full creative license for the movie. And then, so I can see why they would go, oh, we're never doing that again. Yeah, let's go the complete opposite. Let's never give anyone anything to, yeah. It remained the only live action film based on a Nintendo game until uh, Detective Pikachu in 2018. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, true. Yeah, I forgot about Detective Pikachu. But interesting that that too is a, I mean, Pokemon is very popular, but like Detective Pikachu specifically was a, <laughs> a fairly like niche, <laughs> yeah. yeah, fairly niche game within the like you know Nintendo uh, universe. But the movie itself, I guess there are some weird things in it, but for the most part, is extremely conventional and not well, super interesting. Yeah. Also, it's like I don't know specifically about that game but i like it's also like there's so much like already serialized like pokemon stuff that it's yeah. like there's more of a world built up and characters already developed more so True. so if you did go kind of zany like this then it would be really really difficult for people to deal with it i think 
Yeah, I think Bill would be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I'd love to see a Digimon-style Pokemon thing. You know what? I, I mean, I'm 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 curious at what like the these Nintendo adaptations would be, but most of them would probably just not be very good, because like the games are hard to adapt. I don't know how. What would you? How would you make most of them? I guess Zelda has like a big world. You could do something out of that. I don't know. I guess I'm. I guess I'm wrong. I'm sure you well, could make great know. movies from any of them. You can make great movies out of anything. Yeah, I was thinking when we were talking about Sonic. What a miracle that Dora the Explorer movie is. <laughs> that it's like... so oh, Yeah, masterpiece. Like, uh, and then similarly unadaptable thing. Well, it's like... very creative and funny. It's like a weird thing where it's like... The Lego movie is like super successful and is super well made. But with that, it's like so easy. Because it's like you just have to... Like your story can be anything. You just mm. have like the visual, like the sort of aesthetic thing. And then the sort of tone of the brand that you have to follow. Whereas like... With stuff with, like, yeah, like, um, Sonic or, like, Super Mario, it's, like, weird because it's in this gray space where there's a very vague outline of a story, but then, like, yeah, not a lot of, like, details within that. So it's say, like, I'd want to adapt that more than something where I could do literally anything and I have no idea what anyone would want. Like, true. it's, like, you know, given the bare bones, of, it's almost like you get a premise, you get, like, a prompt. That's yeah. true. But well, I just... the great thing though with like the Lego Movie is that like you know they 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 base it around like what does it mean to play with Lego and like mm-hmm. what is the experience of that what 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 does this actually like represent for different people versus something like Sonic or the Super Mario Bros movie where just like ah oh, shit we got to make a movie out of this <laughs> like yeah I don't know you like if you're adapting something that is so like wide open like that i think that's kind of a smart place to start is just what's the like what's the real like emotional uh link that people have with this thing and then how do we kind of center the movie around that yeah i don't know what the emotional link is for people with super mario bros it's but you know that would be the challenge i guess like how do you find that and then build a movie around that yeah, I feel like you can make it. This is stupid. It could be about anything. But, like, when you were saying that, I was thinking about, like, playing it with other people is always the most fun I've had. If it's, like, right, you know, the platformers or Mario Kart or any of the spinoffs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it seems like a no-brainer to build it around the relationship with the brothers. Yeah. Agreed. That's what they did. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. That's what they, I guess, kind of tried to do, yeah. I don't know. They have the same name. Okay. Yeah. It's a great joke. It's a great joke. I hear a little sister. Yeah, you do hear a little sister in the background. She's going to <laughs> She's going to bed. <laughs> oh. Um. But well, usually she runs. I think that's a sign. She usually that runs. We should a go to laps. bed. She does a on circuit this episode. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. We should put our episode to sleep. Nice. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> I think that's fine. Acceptable. I'll permit it. 
Okay, great. <laughs> uh so let's uh let's go to the wackometer. Uh Nara, do you want to start? I'll start. I think this movie is whack. I don't necessarily know how whack it is because it like we were saying there kind of are like some conventional aspects, but then also just put together in the weirdest way and like now from the discussion kind of makes sense because it is like, yeah, how do you how do you adapt this property? Um, and I kind of, I am happy that this is the result that we got, um, or at least the first result that we got. Um, so that way, like, we see how weird these things could be. Um, so maybe I'll give it like a 3.75. But yeah, it still is just sort of like at its heart, a adventure movie that is attempting to be like a family box office hit yeah i think that makes it even weirder that they made some of the choices that they did so i'm gonna give it a four you got a four wow so really coming around on this you said it wasn't whack at the start i've come all the way around (laughs) uh yeah i'll give it a four also i mean I, I, I like this movie a lot. I don't care what anyone says. I find it so interesting. Uh, I'm glad it exists. Giving it a four. Four. Four in total? No. Oh. Close to four. Um, the total is 3.9. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, 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 sorry. Can I do that again? Yes. The total is 3.9. Nice. Where Where's that put it among the other movies in the series? Let me get our handy dandy spreadsheet that we made because we're professionals. <laughs> we got a spreadsheet for <laughs> that. <laughs> it's a me, a Mario. It's a me, the spreadsheet. <laughs> Oh, we forgot to put in the Smash Brothers score. Is this okay, it? well, I'll do that. Okay, it's uh, I don't know. It's still not as whack as Digimon. I'll say that. Yeah, Digimon's soaring above it right now. <laughs> Digimon? Digimon, Digimon's still lead. Digimon's still leading this one with a four point six nine. Yeah. That's pretty high. Yeah. Tough to beat. Are we going to next week? Uh, is it my pick next week? Are are we yes locking that in? Yeah. Um, my choice. I guess next week. It's not. It's not based on a literal um, game slash toy property. Um, but I am going for the the classic about um, gambling of all sorts. You know, poker roulette wheels whatever the things mm-hmm. are where you pull the handle and then spins little symbols uh we're going yeah, for they're games they're games yeah we're going for the classic gambling games uh movie the one that everyone thinks of when they think of gambling game movies oceans 13 um, <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> Woo! not 11 because i thought 11 is two it's not whack enough and 12 12 I don't think has enough actual gambling in it. I don't think there's really any mm. actual gambling <laughs> in 12. But yeah. 13. That's the Good sweet call. spot. 
Uh, I'm excited. I've, I have never seen any of the Oceans movies. I might oh, have really? seen Eleven when I was younger, but I'll try so to. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna catch up. I'm gonna watch them all. Definitely watch Eleven. You really should watch them all. I think it's great. Uh, I'm gonna watch Eleven and Twelve and Eight. Yeah, <laughs> I think you have to watch Eight last though. Yeah, I'll go in order. Um, but yeah, you gonna watch the original as Frank Sinatra. Don't well, watch it. Don't. Nara's shaking her head, so probably not. There's one great song. <laughs> I can send it I mean, to you on YouTube. It's really that's hard. I tried watching it once, and it's really hard to just literally understand what they're saying. Like it is hard to just understand their voices. I struggle. Some titles. <laughs> you said this with Night Magnificent Seven, also. I just can't understand their accents. Um. But yeah, that that's my choice for next week, and I'm very excited because I love the Oceans trilogy. Sweet, I'm excited as well. I do I'm have Oceans to, uh... Eleven on VHS somewhere, so maybe I'll I'll crack that out. Ooh, yeah, you're <laughs> gonna want to crack that open, get some texture on the pod. Uh, I'm excited to swim in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for you for that. I said I'm excited to swim in the ocean. Ha 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 ha. Is that what you wanted? <laughs> yeah. Maybe a couple more ha ha's. Ha 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 now that's comedy gold. That is comedy gold. At least comedy silver. <laughs> is that a wrap? All right. Uh, so good. Uh, thank you to Ian Mills for the music. Thank you to Emma Kudlack for the logo. Go to uh, Insomniac Fest on Instagram, Insomniac underscore Fest on Twitter, InsomniacFestival.com. Any of those places you can learn more about us. And you can also go to InsomniacFestival.com to see Insomniac the movie, and which the has premiered and play the game. now, and Insomniac the movie, the game. Uh, it's awesome. It was a great premiere. We're all very proud. So go check that out. Great after party. Um, yeah, after party was so yeah, good. Great is after that party virtual after party? Is that Gather Town still open? Can I still like click on that yeah. button? You can still go in. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I think we should have our meetings in Gather. I think we should. We can record the podcast in Gather. <laughs> um, also, shout out Hannah RG for listening to the pod. My oh, yeah. Hannah. Leor. Shout out Hannah RG. Leor, Leor too. Also. Shout out Leor. Oh, my gosh. Um, night, Ryan. Good night, Ryan. Good night, Ryan. And, uh, and, uh, did I say everything? Next week, Ocean's 13. Uh, Classic. How's the movie end? They have to go back. Nara, Adam. Yes, Samantha Mathis. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. He's taking over Toronto. He's turned all the land developers into monkeys and also done some bad stuff, I assume. Monkey! And then there's there's a great freeze frame. <laughs> oh yeah, it does freeze frame. <laughs> you can't see it, but we're all freeze framing. Mom, get out. I'm doing a podcast. <laughs>